In the Afterglow is made possible in part by the generosity of Superior Energy in Vernon, serving the residential and commercial propane needs of Connecticut and Southern Massachusetts since 1939, with the five-star rated Superior service you deserve. Locally owned and operated for over 80 years, Superior Energy knows your community and unique needs. Receive personalized attention that goes above and beyond always. Call 800-242-0427 or visit propanect.com. It's time in the Afterglow. Hi, I'm Father John Gatsack. Welcome. Come on in and spend some time digesting the meaning of life. Thank you for sharing a brief bit of time with me. That's all we have, just a brief bit of time, but it will be worthwhile. We transition from the thoughts, the cares, the responsibilities, the worries of the day to some relaxed feelings of the evening. Now, ever wake up in the middle of the night worrying and absorbed in the details of whatever is upsetting you? I mean, the solution is to notice what's happening in your head before your thoughts have had a chance to build any momentum. So the sooner that you catch yourself in the act of building your mental snowball, the easier it is to stop. Instead of obsessing on your upcoming day, you say to yourself, phew, there I go again, and consciously nip it in the bud. You stop your train of thought before it has a chance to get going. You can then focus in not on how overwhelmed you are, but on how grateful you are that life is good and you can go back to sleep. Filling your head with thoughts of how overwhelmed you are only exacerbates the problem by making you feel even more stressed than you already are. So come with me now as we kick the worries, calm the cares, and share with me just a brief hour of time. That's all it will take to de-stress and regather the pieces into a whole human being. Not half, but whole. We have music and messages reflected on a piece of canvas called life. So come along with me now into the afterglow. you're in the afterglow. I'm Father John. This is WJMJ. Here we are, getting life back into balance. Glad you're here. So I can take you to a place where time quiets the boiling anxiety without pushing you beyond your limits and where friendship, understanding, and patience have some company while traveling into the afterglow where we refresh, renew, and revive the sagging soul. Now, thumbing through the pages of history, I see that 59 years ago, a leader was gunned down before he could truly effect change. Born Malcolm Little in Omaha, Nebraska, he was the son of a Baptist preacher who advocated the black nationalist ideals of Marcus Garvey. By the time he reached high school age, he had dropped out of school and moved to Boston, where he became increasingly involved in criminal activities. 
At the age of 21, Malcolm was sent to prison on a burglary conviction. It was there he encountered the teachings of Elijah Muhammad, the leader of the Nation of Islam, whose members are popularly known as Black Muslims. Muhammad's teachings had a strong effect on Malcolm, who entered into an intense program of self-education and took the last name X to symbolize his stolen African identity. After six years, Malcolm X was released from prison and became a loyal and effective minister of the Nation of Islam in Harlem, New York. In contrast with civil rights leaders such as Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X advocated self-defense and the liberation of African Americans by any means necessary. A fiery orator, Malcolm was admired by the African American community in New York and around the country. In the early 1960s, he began to develop a more outspoken philosophy than that of Elijah Muhammad, whom he felt did not sufficiently support the civil rights movement and was suspended from the Nation of Islam. A few months later, Malcolm X formally left the organization and made a Muslim pilgrimage to Mecca where he was profoundly affected by the lack of racial discord among Orthodox Muslims. He returned to America as El Haj Malik El Shabazz and in June of 1964 founded the Organization of Afro-American Unity which advocated black identity and held that racism, not the white race, was the greatest foe of the African-American. Malcolm's new movement steadily gained followers, and his more moderate philosophy became increasingly influential in the civil rights movement, especially among the leaders of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. On February 21, 1965, one week after his home was firebombed, Malcolm X was shot to death by Nation of Islam members while speaking at a rally of his organization in New York City. And today also marks the birth anniversary of a legendary singer, songwriter, and civil rights activist, Eunice Kathleen Wayman, who was born back in 1933, but you may know her better by her stage name, Nina Simone. She was born in Tryon, North Carolina, and was determined to become a concert pianist. Instead, however, she found a career as a singer and she combined gospel and pop influences with a classical flair to go with her jazz-like singing voice. During the 1960s, Nina Simone became a vocal leader during the civil rights movement, speaking out at meetings and writing about civil rights in her songs. While she only had one Billboard hit, she performed a number of songs that she would become known for, including Sinner Man, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. And this next song, here's Nina Simone with her version of the standard Feeling Good. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Ooh, 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 ooh. And I'm feeling good. <laughs> 
You're in the Afterglow with Father John on WJMJ, Catholic Radio, where faith meets life. That was Feeling Good by Nina Simone on her 91st birth anniversary. And you and I, well, we're here in the Afterglow. Life doesn't come with an instruction manual, you know. We learn as we go, or so we hope. Some learn the hard way through personal experience, not once, perhaps twice, They say three times for the normal mind. And then there are those who never learn. Well, let's see what we can learn as we now journey toward the intersection of where faith meets life. Some people are able to train themselves to latch on to positive, hopeful thoughts. They can have a thousand negative thoughts bombarding their minds, but then one positive thought comes, one little phrase that says, everything will be all right and they weed through all those other thoughts and choose to latch on to the one positive, energizing thought. That's the way to be. So disciplined in your thoughts that you can weed out discouragement and grab hold of encouragement. You have to train your ears to do that. I have a German Shepherd dog, Trajan, who is an amazing pet. Now Trajan loves treats, and he can hear when I'm opening a bag of treats, even if he's out in the yard. Trajan immediately comes running into the kitchen, sits at my feet, and waits for his treat. There may be all kinds of noises, all kinds of sounds from the kitchen, like coffee brewing, cereal being poured, the microwave running, but the moment that the treats are opened, Trajan goes on the alert. His attitude is 
It's my time now. I'm ready for my snack. He has super dog hearing. It is impossible to keep him away. Why is that? He's trained himself to hear what's important to him. Everything else goes in one ear and out the other. All he's concerned about is the treats, and he is keenly aware of that sound. What sound are you tuned into? Some people have a habit of tuning in to the negative. They're drawn to it, almost like they feed off of it. If a thought comes that says, it's a lousy day, they just take the bait. Oh yeah, it's a lousy day. They wake up and the thought comes, you're depressed today. Oh yeah, I am depressed. Don't let that be you. You've got to retrain your ears. You're hearing the wrong things. Tune out the negative and start listening for faith-filled thoughts. When you wake up after you ignore all the negative thoughts, eventually you will hear, This is the day the Lord has made. This will be a great day. Now, if you trained yourself to hear the bad, you can train yourself to hear the good. Next time a negative thought comes, just say, No thanks, that's not for me. Well, it's not getting any better. You've reached your limits. Mm -mm, no thanks, I'm not dwelling on that. You may have to weed through a thousand negative thoughts until you hear another positive sound. Your best days are ahead. The situation is about to turn around. Yes, latch on to the good. When you hear those faith-filled thoughts, act like Trajan, my dog, and come running. That's for me, I believe, I receive, I'm well able. Play those thoughts over and over. The battle is taking place in your mind. Let the negative thoughts bounce off you like water off a duck's back. Dismiss those thoughts that are not productive and positive. Eventually, you will hear the right sound. Something will open up positive thoughts like, I'm talented. It will be just like an alarm going off in your spirit. Rise up and say, yes, yes, I'll take that one. I am talented. The thought will come up, I am blessed. Yes, yes, that's for me. I am well able. I am more than a conqueror. And that's where faith meets life. Sometimes when the world seems so big and real, you may run to the shelter of walls. Sometimes you may wish you could be like your shadow. It fits wherever it falls. Whenever
Sung by the woman with a distinctively beautiful voice, that was Diana Ross with Voice of the Heart. Ah, what a message. If you listen long enough, if you dream it strong enough, a door inside will open and a light will flood the dark. Like a song too long unsung, or a soul forever young, we all will find an answer in the voice of the heart. Yes, I like it. Now, Going back in history, we see that today marks the birth anniversary of a man who has been called both a complete washout and the greatest mind of the 20th century by literary critics. Wyston Hugh Auden was born in England in 1907. You might know him by his pen name, W.H. Auden. He began writing poetry at the age of 13 and continued to write throughout his life. He gained prominence in England until he moved to the United States before World War II. Auden was considered a traitor in England, but he continued to write critically acclaimed work until his death in 1973. W. H. Auden's work is known for its stylistic achievements, its engagement with moral and political issues, and its variety of tone, form, and content. Auden is considered one of the greatest poets ever, but the quality of his work continues to be debated. One thing is certain, 
Auden continued to influence contemporary writers and even writers well after his death. W.H. Auden, born on this day back in 1907. Now, also on this day in history, an incident occurred that sounded like it came straight out of a James Bond movie. On this day in 1994, Aldrich Hazen Ames and his wife Maria del Rosario Casas Ames were arrested on charges that they had spied for the Soviet Union beginning in 1985 and had continued to spy for Russia after the Soviet collapse in 1991. Aldrich Ames had worked as a counterintelligence officer for the CIA at its headquarters at Langley, Virginia. Prosecutors said that the pair had been paid about $2.5 million for their activities and were probably responsible for the deaths of at least 10 CIA agents whom Ames had identified for the Soviets. The government considered this to be one of the most serious spy cases ever uncovered in the U.S. On April 28, Aldrich Ames was sentenced to life in prison. Rosario Ames was sentenced to a 63-month prison term in return for her husband's promise to cooperate with authorities. Wow. This all sounds like it happened in an elaborate spy thriller, but it actually happened back on this day in 1994, 30 years ago.
Music by Eric Roberts called The River Runs. And you and I, well, we're here in the afterglow doing it as good as we can. We unwind, relax, count blessings, and take time to reorder priorities. And humor helps us through the challenges of life, and stories help communicate valuable lessons of life. So it's story time now in the afterglow. A woman takes her pet chihuahua with her on a safari holiday. Wandering too far, one day the chihuahua gets lost in the bush and soon encounters a very hungry-looking leopard. The chihuahua realizes he's in trouble, but noticing some fresh bones on the ground, he settles down to chew on them with his back to the big cat. As the leopard is about to leap, the chihuahua smacks his lips and exclaims loudly, Boy, that was one delicious leopard. I wonder if there are any more around here. Well, the leopard stops mid-strike and slinks away into the trees. Phew, says the leopard, that was close. That evil little dog nearly had me. A monkey nearby sees everything and thinks he'll win a favor by putting the stupid leopard straight. The chihuahua sees the monkey go after the leopard and guesses he might be up to no good. When the leopard hears the monkey's story, he feels angry at being made a fool and offers the monkey a ride back to see him exact his revenge. Well, the little dog sees them approaching and fears the worst. Thinking quickly, the little dog turns his back, pretends not to notice them, and when the pair are within earshot, says aloud, Now, where's that monkey got to? I sent him ages ago to bring me another leopard. <laughs> Something to smile about.
That's called With What Great Love, and it's by Carrie Landry. Music to enjoy on a Wednesday evening here in the Afterglow. I'm Father John, and I appreciate your company tonight. So here we are together unwinding and checking height, weight, and blood pressure to remain on the healthy side. It's been another very busy day, so to see it unwind with good music, interesting reflections, and prayer, why, that's not a bad way to celebrate what has been and look forward to the gift of tomorrow. We relax and we wind down in the afterglow. Tell me, do you ever feel invaded by nagging memories of events from your day at work? If you have trouble getting those thoughts out of your head, try to anchor your awareness in the present moment by listening mindfully to the music and the messages in the afterglow. Now, turn on the light. You'll see better. God's love for you is not dependent on how you look, how you think, how you act, or how perfect you are. His love is absolutely non-negotiable and non-returnable. Ours is a faithful God. Stop the clocks, it's amazing. You should see the way the light dances off your head. A million colors of hazel, golden and red. Night prayer is coming up, but first, let's let God's Word talk back to us in today's Word. Oh, I will hold on to the afterglow. Today is Wednesday of the first week in Lent. This is a wicked generation. It is asking for a sign. The only sign it will be given is the sign of Jonah. Today, signs are everywhere. Road works, detour tag sale, house for sale, boot sale next week, temporary road service, boil water before drinking. We are peppered with signs. Our beautiful countryside is often disfigured by them. They may be necessary, but there is no elegance about them. They warn or advise, but in themselves have no power to do good. The Jews were bombarded by signs from our Lord, signs that changed lives and brought great joy. A constant stream of miracles proved that a divine presence was among them. One cannot help wondering if Jesus was not being a little sarcastic when he said the only sign that would be given was the sign of Jonah. He had already given so many signs. Jesus is frustrated that in spite of these, large numbers of people still do not believe in him. What more can he do? He reminds them of Jonah, three days in the belly of the whale, a symbol of his own three days in the tomb. Jonah escaped from the whale to a new life in which he was no longer afraid to preach repentance to the Ninevites. Jesus will escape from the tomb and rise to a new life of glory. There are signs of God's presence all around us. 
The fact that they are commonplace should not take away their wonder. A leaf, clouds touched by the setting sun, willow trees drooping their branches above a river, music and words, the birth of a child, a new little life entering the world, the precious coming of spring each year. Like the people in today's story, we do not recognize the divine presence in the signs that are all around us. We too need to turn to the sign of Jonah, the resurrection of Jesus. This is the greatest sign of all. It tells us that Jesus has conquered death and that we too shall rise again and live with him forever in glory. Signs that burn like shooting stars that pass across the nighttime skies They reach out in their mystic language for us to read between the lines Some are born who would defy them Still, who would deny them? Signs Signs like moments hung suspended Echoes just beneath the heart Speaking voices half remembered And half remembered play their part Signs that come as we lay sleeping Left behind for our keeping Signs Sail along Sail along the reefs and the coals inside your soul Star may lead you. 
Wednesday, the 21st day of February, on the memorial of St. Peter Damien, as the shadows lengthen and the evening comes, we reflect on God's nourishing and loving presence with us. So we close our time in the afterglow with prayer. Watch, O Lord, with those who wake or watch or weep tonight, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend your sick ones, O Lord Christ, Rest your weary ones, bless your dying ones, soothe your suffering ones, pity your afflicted ones, shield your joyous ones. And for all your love's sake, we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Lord, help me to love others the way you love them. On earth, Jesus, you even loved those who hated, tortured, and killed you. You forgave them without hesitation. Help me to do that, too. Help me to forgive even those who have hurt me, hated me, or used me. Help me to let go of resentment or bitterness. Help me to be the kind of person who allows people to change or be different than they are at the moment. Help me to pray for people instead of judging them. Above all, take away any thought I may ever have of revenge or getting even or rejoicing in another's downfall. Help me to truly forgive and love my enemies. Only by the power of your Spirit will I be able to do that. You who save me, you who rescue me, Lord, I sing your praise. save me, you who rescue me, Lord, I sing your praise. If there is hurt here in my hands, take them. Yet if your can make these hands new, make them. You who save me, you who rescue me, Lord, I sing your praise. You who save me, 
Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the living God. Where can I enter and appear before the face of God? My tears have become my bread, by day, by night, as they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God, whom I will praise yet again, my saving presence and my God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. The Lord does not delay his promise, as some regard delay, but he is patient with you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a mighty roar, and the elements will be dissolved by fire, and the earth and everything done on it will be found out. God, God desires that, that all should, should come, come to, to repentance, repentance and, and be, be saved. saved. Behold, behold, the mighty one has done great things for me.
my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to help his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Behold, behold, the mighty one has done great things for me. to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God desires that all should come to repentance and be saved. Loving God, you are our healer and comforter. With hope, we pray. Fill us with your grace, O God. Shower your care upon those who live with pain or bear sorrow in their hearts. With hope, we pray. Fill us with your grace, O God. Give peace, courage, and freedom to those who are afraid. With hope, we pray. Fill us with your grace, O God. Renew hospice workers, social workers, and all who minister to the sick and their families. With hope, we pray. Fill us with your grace, O God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. May God help us to loosen all that binds our hearts, and strengthen us to live as children of God, in Jesus our peace. Amen. Before the ending of the day, creator of the world, we pray that you with steadfast love would keep watch around us while we sleep. From evil dreams defend our sight, from fears and terrors of the night. Tread underfoot our deadly foe that we no sinful thought may know. You who save me, you who rescue me, Lord, I see.
We now offer a prayer requesting the intercession of Blessed Michael J. McGivney, priest of the Archdiocese of Hartford and founder of the Knights of Columbus. God, our Father, protector of the poor and defender of the widow and orphan, you called your priest, Father Michael J. McGivney, to be an apostle of Christian family life and to lead the young to the generous service of their neighbor. Through the example of his life and virtue, may we follow your Son, Jesus Christ, more closely, fulfilling his commandment of charity and building up his body, which is the Church. Let the inspiration of your servant prompt us to greater confidence in your love so that we may continue his work of caring for the needy and the outcast. We humbly ask that you glorify your venerable servant, Blessed Father Michael J. McGivney, on earth according to the design of your holy will. Through his intercession, grant the favor I now present. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Be present, O merciful God, and protect us through the silent hours of this night, so that we who are wearied by the changes and the chances of this fleeting world may rest in your eternal changelessness. Lighten our darkness, and in your mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. Visit this home, O Lord, we pray, and drive far from it the snares of evil. May your holy angels dwell with us and guard us in peace through the night, and may your blessing be always upon us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You save me, you who rescue me, Lord, I sing your praise. You who save me, you who rescue me, Lord, I sing
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his countenance to you and grant you peace. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Night Prayer in the Afterglow with Father John. Thanks for listening. In the Afterglow, a time of reflection and relaxation is underwritten in part by the people of Superior Energy of Vernon, Connecticut. Now in their 80th year, they offer personalized five-star propane service to customers throughout Connecticut and Southern Massachusetts. For more information, call 800-242-0427 or visit propanect.com. Coming up is Exploring Music with Bill McLaughlin from the WFMT Radio Network. This is WJMJ at 88.9 in Hartford, 107.1 in New Haven. WJMJ Catholic Radio, where faith meets life and where we're inviting you to be to enjoy an entire evening of relaxing music tailor-made for you.